everyone. My name is EJ, and I want to welcome you to another episode of our Footy Fantasy Podcast. Uh, today, we're going to be doing a North London Derby review. Uh, with me, I have Stephen Bramble. He's an Arsenal fan. Say hi to the people out there, Stephen. Hey, everyone. Thanks for having me. And Stephen, Tottenham fan. Two Stevens on the show today. Say hi, Stephen. <laughs> What's up, everybody? How you doing? Okay. So it's interesting today, another North London Derby. I saw uh, a graphic on my screen as I was watching the match. This was the 186th North London Derby and Arsenal had won 77 of them. I believe Tottenham had won about 60 of them and then there have been 55 draws. So today we know, all know what happened. We went up to 78 wins over Tottenham in our, the history of our club. As you can tell, I'm also an Arsenal fan. We're very excited, but I want to start with you, Stephen Tottenham. What did you think about the match going into the game and with the results that we saw? Just share your thoughts about the North London Derby of um, this, this past North London Derby. Yeah. Uh, it's weird. Going into the game, I wanted to be confident about the Derby, right? But with what's been going on, I think the last time I was here, we were talking about the Man City loss, our loss to Man City. And I was saying that Mourinho had dropped his philosophy in order to follow the Tottenham way. Play Lucas, uh, Lamella, all those guys, and just play more attacking. When really we needed to be on the counterattack because we have a bad defense, bad back four. So because of that, we had a really bad run. And then Garrett Bale, had really great form for the last three games. And so he helped us win. He helped us do so much better. So coming into the Derby, I, I was just, I'm not sure what's gonna happen because our upsurge is due to Bale. If Bale shows up, we'll play great. If he doesn't show up, it's back to the horrible losses that we had. And then before this game, right, this game week, so we had uh, Everton losing to Burnley and then Chelsea tied with Leeds. And so it set the stage for us to take those three points, maybe move up to six, you know, get up among that pack that's reaching for the top four. But sad for me to say this, but it's the truth. Just historically, our club, Tottenham is not good in those moments. In those moments where the competitors kind of have a, a drop in form and we have to come on and get our mentality right and take three points from a game. Just if you look at the history over the past 20 years, we're never good in those moments. So I did my usual, I, I, I have a, I have a sheet where I kind of try to predict these games and put numbers up and, and uh, match up the players from the lineup. So when I looked at it, it looked like a draw, honestly, both teams are even, but for me, the game hinged on Bale's form. So I'm like, hey, Bale might do it. I mean, it's Gareth Bale, it's Gaza. So we, we have to hope that he's going to do something. Never mind that you had Tierney back. I'd, I'd rather see him on the right against Cedric, but you had Tierney back. Tierney's a great quality always on the left side, crossing and, and his runs, just incredible. So we start the game. You know, you guys had the possession uh, and that's fine. But the main thing that, I wanted to see was how Bale would play. And if we would set up like we did in the previous game where we won 2-0. So 
one bell was playing and, and not so well. And also we had set up to attack with Lucas, Son, Bale, and Dombele in the center midfield beside Hoiberg, which to me is wrong. I think, like I was telling Ayo, Mourinho's trying to do the same thing he did with Pogba to Ndombele. Ndombele is a baller. You got to let him express himself. You got to let him roam like he was in the beginning of our season. But Mourinho was trying to restrict him into this center defensive midfield with Hoiberg, which I, I just couldn't disagree more with. So we start the game, you know, it's, it's going so-so. You guys have all the possession. And then Sun gets injured. So as soon as Sun got injured, I think that substitution there changed the game for us because he took, Mario took Lucas out of the middle and put him on the wing. Lucas is useless on the wing, okay? His best work is always through the middle, whether it's pressure, pressure, putting pressure on the other team and pushing up to score or, or getting goals himself like in the Champions League semifinal. But anyway, we, we took him to the wing and that's basically a minus minus a player in the midfield. So I think it gave Arsenal the advantage right there. And from then on, I mean, I, I thought Arsenal were going to win. So then we got a goal, crazy goal from Lamella. I was I was having so much fun with that goal on our Tottenham Forum because, you know, as soon as Sun went out, I said, oh, we lose a world-class finisher, we get a world-class Rabona specialist. Because <laughs> that's, that's all he's known for, you know, the one he did in Europa. And as soon as I said that, we're all laughing about it. And then he scores a Ramona. I'm like, oh God. you know, it was funny. And then you get the equalizer back, which was Tierney goes on the left wing, beats Doherty because Doherty is invisible. He, you know, is useless. And then Dumbledore is just sitting right there because he's not a central midfielder. He does not know how to press or cover. And so he just sat there and watched Doherty get, get, get beat and watched the cross come in. You guys get the goal. Second half, I, I at this point, like I said, I thought we were, we were going to lose because of the changes that had been made. But then you get the penalty. I'm not going to uh, – I tell my players never to cry about a referee's decision because I think everything hinges on the tactics. And if the tactics are wrong, you're going to see the result from playing badly, whether it's in referee's decisions or bad luck on the field. So I'm not going to talk too much about the referee's decision on the penalties, but – any normal soccer player knows that if we were back in Nigeria, if we, were, if we saw that, the way the Lacazette missed that kick, everybody would be screaming, oh, two, <laughs> this is horrible. He was a, it was a horrible kick, but somehow he got the penalty. Okay. And then uh, going on, Lamella got the red card for the stiff arm, you know. We, we out there, we, we watch American football. Lamella tried to do the same thing. I guess he's been watching <laughs> He's been watching the Super Bowl. <laughs> he tried. To, he tried to use the stiff arm, which really shouldn't be a yellow card. Honestly, in soccer, that's done. On Thursday, Sissoko got was defending, and the player on the ball put his elbow out, elbows Sissoko in the face, and it was a free kick, not a yellow card. Everybody knows that player on the ball might do that to protect himself and protect the ball. That's not a yellow card. You. you some referees let it go, some call it a foul, but not a yellow card. But let's get past that. I think we lost the game on the tactics and on the sub when Sun got, got injured. And okay. so uh, we weren't really going to do anything without Bale in the second half. Okay, but to be clear, Bale was on the pitch the entire time. 
Yeah, but like I said, he, when we started out, uh, he wasn't doing great in the first yeah, half. Gotcha. So, yeah, I'm, I was fine with the substitution of Bell. I'm just saying we weren't going to do anything without Bell. Okay. Yeah. All right. Interesting points. I'll talk about that later. The, I, I just felt like you were saying that that penalty was a soft penalty and the yellow card was not a yellow card. So maybe Steven would, Arsenal will yeah. address that I, in his I, cover. I'm not, not going to cry about them too much, but I had to point okay. them out. They were big decisions, you know. Okay. Yeah. All right. I'll hear from you, Stephen. What did you think? Yeah, no, I mean, there's some things I disagree with, obviously, and some things I don't. I think the the tactics for Mourinho, I'd agree he got it wrong. I think I you're playing Arsenal and you see the Arsenal make mistakes trying to play out from the back. You got to press and he was sitting off. Yeah. So you basically said, yes, Arsenal had all the possession because Mourinho set up to defend and he picked players to attack Arsenal which again was the right thing I think you could do against Arsenal just the way we've been playing but then you put those players on the pitch and you have them sitting behind the ball just giving Arsenal possession you're not pressing you're not really pressing you're gonna lose the game in that way and that's exactly what happened in the end I think the goals on both sides for us were a little bit fortunate because obviously Odegaard was deflected the Lacazette one, he missed kicked and we got the penalty. Yeah, we, we got lucky. But again, Arsenal had so many of those decisions go against them this season. I'm not even going to sweat <laughs> that one or two of them went for us in this game. Um, I think you make your own luck a little bit. But I think Mourinho gave Arsenal the game because he didn't press. Like, you can't press with Gareth Bale and a half-fit Kane. So one of those two, again, probably Bale, shouldn't have started the game. And... He, was, he bottled that one because obviously Bale's been on form and he didn't want to leave him out because obviously every time he leaves Gareth Bale out, he has to handle the noise that comes from the press and the yeah. fans about it. So he bottled that because in this game, you'd have been better off bringing Bale off the bench with like 20, 30 minutes, having pressed us, maybe made the mistakes came, right? Because in the end, Arsenal had all the possession and Tottenham still scored first. <laughs> Right. So I just think he got the tactics wrong. So I would agree with that. I think the goals on both sides were a bit fortunate, but I'm not going to argue or cry about that either, because I think we've had enough of our, our fair share of bad luck with those kind of decisions all season. And I just, yeah, that's, that's in the game. The game wasn't really, there wasn't really much in it. Um, I think Arsenal had a lot of the ball, but that was because of the way Spurs set up and how they were allowed to play. Yeah. So, I mean, I agree with both of you to, uh, I guess, majority of what Steven said, you guys definitely set up to defend. And that's kind of what, that's how you played us the last time, played us on the counter and you broke and scored two goals. And I'm pretty sure that was your plan again today and um, just didn't work as I expected. And before the match, I definitely predicted a 2-1 victory for Arsenal. And that's what we saw. I just felt like, I, I felt like you guys would do this and we would, find a way to score. Now, I didn't factor in that Oba wouldn't start. Um, that's a discussion for another day. I, Arteta said he left him out for disciplinary issues and wouldn't elaborate on that. Maybe he has now. I don't know. But, it's the um, tattoo issue, EJ. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's okay. It's, so it's the tattoo thing. It's, okay. it's, but And Arteta's, the thing for me that I'm, and I'll talk about it a little bit, is like Arteta's, he's given a league up, right? Yeah. So if you look at the rotation... And what he's doing, like he's trying things in the league now to kind of see how the players play together, to see give people opportunities to give them minutes. Yeah. He's given up on the league. 
which I think is a big, big mistake because I don't think we're out of it. Like if you look at a lot, if we had six points from Wolves and Burnley, we'd have we'd be up we'd yep. be seven for six right now. Yep. So I think he's given up on the league. So I think a lot of those rotations, like he could have left Oba out in the Europa League for that tattoo issue. He decides to leave him on. Tattoo has been a couple of weeks now. Exactly, right? So it's just like, he's given up on the league. He had to do something. It was a tattoo issue. And he's left him on the bench just in case he needs (laughs) So it was like, yeah, I mean, he's given up on the league. So you can see that he's kind of rotating players. He's not making it very obvious, but he's looking more at combinations and giving people minutes than trying to win games in the league right now, in my opinion. And You know, okay, so when we when Arsenal got to 26 games, you know, when we had 13 games left, I looked at the schedule. I believe we just, we just lost the game. I can't remember. It was, maybe it was against City. We lost the game against City. We had 13 games left. And I, I looked at the table and I was like, these are all winnable games. I looked at, so I, I'm mm-hmm. very surprised that um, he would give up the league at this point. Um, and I, I, the I, Burnley I, game. Yes. I think it was the Burnley game. Like once we drew that game, the I way think. we drew that game, I think he just said, you know what? Europa League is probably the best bet. The best so I'm going to focus on that. But, in, but in my mind, you can still do both. You just got to get on a run. Like you win a few yeah. games in a row in this league. Mm-hmm. Like, we'd be fifth or six. It's crazy. Like, it's not that far of a gap. So I think all the games are winning well. The players are coming into form where he can actually bring people off the bench and they're impacting games. So just manage injuries, yes. Try and do as well as you can in the Europa League, but don't be giving up points and and games in the league because you're rotating. I I don't get that. I got to say something, though. I don't think we set up to defend that's, you that's picked attacking players. Now, let me let me tell you, okay? Mm-hmm. Just because a team doesn't get the better of the possession doesn't necessarily mean they're trying to defend. They, they might be trying, and this is what's happened with us a lot during the season. We're trying to attack, trying to hold on to the possession, but just can't execute in that game against the opposition. It happens a lot, but it's a common... It's a common uh, mis- misunderstanding. Sometimes people think, oh, if they didn't get the possession and they were setting up, they were trying to sit back already. Not well, you guys were sitting back. Exactly. It you were like They were trying like, to sit back and just leave the possession off. But it, no, they just weren't executing right. Steve, go back. Ndombele in the center midfield and Luke sitting by the striker. That's always the setup when we're trying to push forward. It but just you, wasn't a good matchup in this game. If you're if you're gonna go if you're gonna okay if you're gonna attack right with those players you had on the pitch you gotta be higher up the field to to engage Arsenal's back four. The reason you got murdered by Tierney on one side is because he's getting too much of the ball. Doesn't matter. Like you got Bell. If Bell's not gonna engage the guy and it's two v one every single time, Doherty looked like he was he was dead after 20 minutes of that game because <laughs> Smith Rowe and you're Tierney making you're making no, my but, point Steve you're no 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 but what I'm saying is attack, no, but, yeah we, no but what I'm saying is he picked attacking players no 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 but what I'm saying is he picked attacking players right but that he did not intend because if he wanted someone to he wanted to press the team would have been higher up the pit he was happy with us having possession you saw it in the last <laughs> 10 minutes Last 10 minutes, you guys had the, the box share. Exactly. The you guys were pressing the last 10 minutes because you had to. Then you guys sat back the exactly. entire game. Sat back. Yeah, yeah, but, but it's, it's different. See, you can, you can set up to attack 
without pressing. See, pressing has become this thing that's become, hey, every time you're pressing, that's the only time you're trying, it means you're trying to attack. You can be an attacking team without necessarily pressing. If you want to be specific, you say, we'll have to go into this. It's a longer thing, but let's just to summarize. If you want to be specific, the press failed with certain players. Like you said, Stephen, you're right. With Bale, it's going to be hard to get that press, okay? Before, when we were doing this right, when we were sitting back, we were playing with Son on the left, Kane sitting back, not playing as a center forward, and then Sissoko and, and Hoiberg. The way we've set up now with Ndombele and Hoiberg and Lucas in the middle, it's an attacking game. It's not necessary that we're going to be pressing because pressing. But it only works for you if you're higher up the pitch. And if I'm if I'm Mourinho, right, and I'm playing against that Arsenal team that we put out. Let me finish. I'm saying this: we had Lacazette, right, yeah. Smith Rowe, yeah. Odegaard, and Saka. Of those four. Which one is beating your back four for pace? Everybody's beating Doherty. No. The Every only player that's getting in behind your back four for pace is Saka in that lineup. Yeah. If Aubameyang was playing, have if Pepe was Doherty? playing, and Saka... Have you watched Doherty? Have you I'm watched good. Doherty? You, you Again, got... Doherty was up against Smith Rowe. Right. Smith Rowe. Not, not just Smith Rowe. Remember, I talked about Tierney. Tierney makes those attacking runs all day like Ashley Cole. Doherty was against the combination of Smith Rowe and Tierney. And there was 100%. no way he was going to win that battle, especially but, if you put Bale in front of him. But, you but, made but this is run. the point you're missing. This you is the point you're point. missing. I'm saying Bale had oh. to play because Bale's in form. He's the whole key. He didn't have to play. He didn't have to play. Aubameyang's going to play. He's on the bench. Bale, Bale's the whole key. Listen, we lost five games. Out of six, we lost five games. And we only came back to form when Bale started playing well against Burnley. Uh, what was it? Fulham and Crystal Palace. You hear the teams you just, you just named. I know. I know. <laughs> I know. But my, my point is that I did not want us to play that attacking style. I want us to always defend because our back four sucks. That's my opinion. So, like I said, once I saw us in this attacking style with Lucas in the middle, even though I like Lucas and his best work is in the middle, but I know that we're trying to attack and I know that it's not going to be great. Ndombele cannot play there. Lucas should not play as Cam. That's my position. It only works when Bale's on world-class form. And today he did not show up. Yeah, I, I just say, like, with that, I'm saying with Arsenal's front four, yeah. right, and the defenders, you weren't, we actually played into Mourinho's hands in some effect. Absolutely. Because we didn't play with our fastest attackers to get in behind your back four. Absolutely. Like, so when I look at that lineup, I'm like, you know what, we can play a bit higher because even if um, Tierney gets in behind Doherty, yeah. because Lacazette's in the middle, we don't have to worry about Lacazette's pace coming in behind. Like we can drop a little bit deeper and cover Doherty. We can drop a little bit deeper and cover Regulon. <laughs> That's the point I was making because the only outlet, really pacey outlet up front, was Saka. And even in the middle, it's Party and Jaka. No one's coming from deep. Yeah. So you wanted to play higher up the pitch and engage your back four. You could have done so, and he chose not to. That was his. He went into that game. Saying Arsenal are going to make mistakes at the back. I've got Kane, I've got Son, I've got Bell. Yeah. They're going to punish it. That's what yeah. he did. 
Absolutely. Yeah. And I'm, what's I'm interesting, while I was watching the game, sorry, while I was watching the match with um, a bunch of um, Manchester United fans who I call my good luck charm because they watched me once just win the game today. Um, the point we made, when Leno, like, when Leno came out with the ball, Leno had all the time in the world. Wasn't, exactly. wasn't hampered. And other teams knew that if you come and try to let Leno pass out from the back, that there's a chance that you may get a goal, you may nick a goal. The lucky goal you had today wasn't even that. That was you guys, all like four of you were in our box. And that was the one few times that you did that in the first half anyway, or you were able to. The one time. Okay. You're one right. Time. The, yeah. the one time. I'm, right. I'm, just making, I'm just making the point that a team can set up to attack and want to attack and not necessarily be doing it by high pressing. No, no, and I'm not saying the high pressure. Let me finish. Let me finish. The fact that you didn't see the pressure does not mean that we set up to defend. Do you see that? Yes. A hundred percent. Does not mean that we were not trying to attack. They were trying to attack and we just couldn't get it right. Of course you were trying to attack, but what I'm saying is the way you were set up in to in your defense, the way you were set up to do that was never going to be conducive to a good yes, result. Yes. That's the point I'm making. Yes, so, yeah, they were set up. To, they had attacking players on the field, but you weren't able to press because the players you have aren't conducive to pressing. So you're not going to chase down with Kane and Bale in the team. Your midfield, yes, and Dombele can get about the ball and, and do what he does. But again, Partey and Xhaka aren't going anywhere. So he's yeah. going to have to do something in the middle to yeah. keep the ball. And you lost that battle. Yeah. But what I'm saying is, Mourinho put his team out there and said, "Stay. Be we have attacking players on the field. We're not going gung ho. We're going to wait for them to make mistakes, and we're going to hit them on the counter attack." And it didn't work. Absolutely. I I, I don't necessarily think that. But okay. I agree well, to disagree. That. We just could not get the possession right. You did better than us in possession. The way that we're playing now, the way we set up, only works if Gareth Bale is in tip top form on the ball, off the ball, this way we set up does not work. It's a complete change to how we played in the beginning of the season, where we were working off the ball and setting up to defend, good work off the ball, and then take a few chances on the counterattack. Okay, we're gonna have to switch topics. Good yeah. points, good points. I love the discussion. Okay. Now, this is kind of, we're going to segue into this. It's probably similar. We're staying on topic with the North London Derby. Um, ah. Mourinho and, um, well, maybe just the team. Mourinho <laughs> and um, Arteta, uh, we talked about how they were both hired a month apart. I didn't realize it was like to the day. So the 20th of, no 20th of November, 2019, and 20th of December, 2019. So I feel like they're both probably have the same time uh, amount of games. Maybe Mourinho has a little bit more. So what do you guys think? And we're, we're talking about two clubs, Tottenham, Arsenal. They're not clubs that turn over their coaches, you know, the way a Chelsea club does. So <laughs> um, conceivably, they could have these coaches for a long period of time, conceivably. And, you know, times are changing. But who do you think, which coach do you think and why, based on like certain factors, financials, just the way the directions your clubs are going, which club do you think, which manager do you think will have better success at which club? We'll start with Steven Arsenal. Well, I would go Arteta just because of time and career, right? Like Mourinho is Mourinho and he's not going to change. Um, I don't see Mourinho improving 
in terms of his what he is right so he's been very successful you can't compare the two of them in terms of just career and what they've achieved uh, I would just if I was building right now <laughs> I would more lean to the Arteta side just because again younger manager um, developing learning um, just more opportunity for progression from where he is now uh, whereas Mourinho is Mourinho and unless you're going to give Mourinho a couple of hundred million which we know Levy will never do um, I just don't see how Spurs are gonna. They'll win. They'll probably win a cup here or there with Mourinho if they stick with him. Um, I just think he's that's just Mourinho. Like he'll always pick up a trophy somewhere. Yeah. But I just don't see him turning them into title challenging team. Just I just don't think he's that manager anymore. Okay. And what's interesting, Tottenham hasn't won a trophy at least in probably my lifetime. I don't know in other people's Most people's lifetime. Yes. Okay. But you're really young, EJ, so it doesn't yeah, matter. Yeah, I'm not that young. <laughs> most, wow. most people's lifetime. You said it. Okay. <laughs> My thing is this. If, if Tottenham, if Mourinho gets Tottenham a trophy, isn't that success? And I don't know if Mourinho, you guys know better than me, has Mourinho played anywhere or coached anywhere where he hasn't won a trophy? No. no. Okay. So the odds, are, <laughs> the odds are that Tottenham may get a trophy under Mourinho. Yeah. Okay. All right, so Stephen, Tottenham, what do you think? EJ, so your question was who would be more successful, right? Who, yeah, who has the chance to be more successful, okay. longevity, like, you know. Yeah, even, all right, yeah. in terms of trophies, longevity, general feeling, <laughs> I, I would say it's, it's hard for me to say. I think it's Arteta, you know. I, I agree, for one, with what Stephen said about the resources. I think that Mourinho has a tough relationship with Levy. It's kind of like he's an experienced hand and he's here because he's the coach that'll kind of take what he gets. See, Pochettino was in a place where he was like, okay, I no longer want to just take what you can give me. I demand this and he couldn't get it. He was out. Mourinho's ready to take what he gets. We, we've discussed this a lot on Tottenham Forum and boards. And it was kind of like, like this season, for example, we wanted to get a top-class center back. Uh, Levy came out of his bag with a bail deal and Rodon. So Mourinho's like, hey, you know what? I'll work with them. I'll do something with that. And that's the phase that he's in now. He's not getting 100 million. He's not getting 200. He's just, I'm going to work with what I have. But the other thing about that, if you compare that to Arteta, I think, and tell me if, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, I think Arteta is more aligned with his board and management. I always hear things about uh, Adu and how they work together and how they have kind of a, a future plan that, that they work around together. And yeah. that's, so that's a positive for him. And then also with what happened this season with the losses you had and he's still keeping his job, that's massive confidence shown in him yeah. from his board. So that tells me that they're quite tight. I, I can't say, you know, you can never tell in football, but that tells me they're probably tighter than most chairman, sports director, manager trios in the whole league. Yeah. He's got to, yeah, and, he's got to get the results. He has to, he has to get results. And that, that was the thing. Like he just needed to get a couple of wins under his belt in December to keep his job, which he did, thankfully. Yeah. <laughs> but I think, yeah, you, you're right. They're, they are connected. There is a plan. And again, as fans, there's things that are going to happen with, with Arsenal right now that we're just not going to agree with. Like the William thing, the Martinez thing. Like I can just get fed up. I don't even go on Arsenal forums anymore because I just get fed up with seeing the same conversations because yeah, right. it's obvious they don't care what we think in that, yes. that sense. And they're right. 
So again, they have a plan. They know what they're trying to do. They're definitely communicating and connected because some of the decisions that they've made are big decisions. Like you can't, you're not telling me that Arteta just went to the board and said, right, I know he's on 300 grand a week, but Ozil's not in my squad today. I know. Like those types of decisions, there's definitely support. And I think that the way he's trying to get the team to play is also in Arsenal's benefit for him, right? So he's fortunate in the fact that he's got the support. He's fortunate in the fact that he's actually inheriting a squad which is actually transitioning almost organically to allow him to build something. So he's got like these group of young players coming through the academy. He's got all these old players with expiring contracts that he's just been able to kind of move on slowly but surely. And he can add to it. Whereas Mourinho's coming in, he's looking at Kane going, okay, he's going to be fit this week or not? And they're never going to sell him. Because they can't. So, so to, to buttress that in that vein, th- there's more pressure on Mourinho to win something with these stars, proven stars, exactly. who haven't won and who might leave. On Arteta, there's that sense of building something. Okay. And then on exactly. the tactics side, on the tactics side, I hasn't won. And to be fair, one of the reasons I was happy with Mourinho is because I think you can't have Tottenham way, a club way that is not successful. It's not proven. It's not. It hasn't worked in 60 years. So I like Mourinho for that. But Mourinho has dropped his philosophy in the last 9, 10, I think 12 games. He's dropped his philosophy to follow the Tottenham way. I because just, of the players he has. Fine, fine. But I'm just saying, when, when a coach's philosophy is this, and he's dropped it to do this, that situation, I think, is untenable for long-term success. It can't. Yeah, Something, I, something's going to yeah. give. Something, but, but let me give you... But let me give you the thing with Mourinho. But this is kind of why I think Mourinho at at this stage of his career isn't the same Mourinho, right? So he would go into a club, he would have a point of view, but he would build his team based on what he had. Like the base foundation of the team would always be solid. And then he would have great attacking players that he would go and find and they'd win games based on that. He goes into Spurs, to your point, Rodon, Sanchez, Doherty, like these aren't at the level of player that he's had elsewhere in his career but up front like he's i don't think i could i could say son bell kane he's not had a three i can't think of other than when he was maybe at inter Mm. where he's had that much firepower that he can call on build the team according to that and he hasn't like he's taken him till the end of the season to put bell in the side doesn't make sense We've all seen this. We watch the training. We've seen the interviews. Even Bale knows it. Bale yeah. has not been at the form that he has shown in the last three games. So when you say, oh, he hasn't had this kind of trio with the talent he has. If we look at it critically, Kane is the world-class player. Son is a world-class finisher, but I don't think he's a world-class player in terms of what he does with the ball, okay, mm-hmm. apart from finishing. And Bale has not been Bale until February 2021. So he hasn't had this incredible trio of players. It, it's just not true. And that's why I say the counterattack suited us the best. When we, the three months we did it, we rose to the top of the league. As soon as we changed to the Tottenham way, we've been falling all the way back. Apart from these three, three games against Crystal Palace, Burnley, and Fulham that we just won. So I, I just think long-term, um, I, I don't see it for Mourinho. He will win something, but long-term, I would put my $100 on Arteta because I don't bet much on Arsenal people. 
So hundred bucks. <laughs> hundred bucks. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> I, I agree with both of you. I think Arteta is our. I think Arteta beats Mourinho, edges him out as far as like the coach that will last longer on the in the club that he's in. Will probably do better long term. And you're right. It is because he's rebuilding, and you can see. Even though the games, the results haven't been different from under Emery, they really haven't been. It almost looks like we've been stagnant. But for the most part, we've moved players out, like Steven said. We're bringing the young players in. We're playing better, you know, like just playing better in general. And I feel like the results will come. I, I personally, I'm, I'm a little bit more optimistic than maybe some other Arsenal fans. I think there's still more players that have to go. Um, I'll talk about them later. Who would you say? Just give me one or two. I think Sabayas goes back to um, okay. Real Madrid. I do think Laka should go. I think we should move Laka. Um, oh, no, we have like five. The, the what? Laka. There's like five. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Even has five. I'm, I'm kind. I think the people on loan yeah. should probably stay on loan as well or, you know, move them. But they're young, so I'll be kind to them. Who else do you I, have? Bellerin to has to go. Okay. Bellerin, Lacazette, Shaka. Okay. Right, like, I mean, Louise, Ooh. he's doing a good job right now, but he Louis, he's 34. Like, yeah. he's not, like, you're going to, we're building a team and we've still got David Louise at the club and we've got Saliba who we've paid 30 million or not. Yeah. And I prefer to see, right, I prefer to see Saliba make the mistakes than to see Louise make the mistakes. That's just oh. me. Like, we're going to be 10th. What's the point? <laughs> <laughs> like it's no different than saying okay, everybody goes on about Willian. When we signed Willian, it was because all of our attacking players outside of Aubameyang and Lacazette are young players. Right. So they wanted an experienced player that can come in and do a job. That's why they signed Willian. He was free. It was like, okay, we'll take it. But now you say, okay, Saka's gone past him. Smith Rowe's gone past him. You managed to get Odegaard. That didn't work out. But the, the idea or the thinking behind it was to give your young players time and space. Like all Arsenal fans up in arms right now because Martinelli's not playing. Yeah. So, <laughs> like, Martinelli should be on loan. Like, he shouldn't be in our team starting every week. He wouldn't be in a top team starting every week. Right. So, I, I mean, there's a lot of players he's still got to turn over because the way we want to play, it's almost like high risk but low mistake type right. football the way we play yeah. and the players don't have the quality to do it which exactly. is why we drop points the way we drop we, exactly and we make these mistakes like that's not what we should right. be so doing. You we can, that that's not the so until, but that's why i wouldn't give up on young players that are technically okay. gifted so for example if we can get sabios cheap he's 24 uh, i'm not sending him he's back. just 24 if, i thought he was 24 yes no, if we get some bias cheap, I'm taking him. If we get Odegaard reasonable priced, I'm oh, taking yeah. him. Because these are young players and you can build with young players. So young players are going to make mistakes, mm. right? So I just think you keep building around these younger guys, especially if you get decent deals, taking advantage of those. And then you, you might get lucky like you, we have with Martinelli or Smith Rowe or mm -hmm. there's another couple of young players in the academy even we might get lucky within the time frame while everybody's screaming for players to get bought. So <laughs> I just, I think you've got to keep evolving it. Um, but the one I would, the two for now would be Lacazette and Bellerin okay. purely because of ages mm. and value. Because okay. Lacazette's got one year left on his contract at the end of the season. He's already on £180,000 a week. We can't pay him. Mm. Like, wow. to give Lacazette another long-term contract on two hundred grand a week is an absolute craziness when you've got Martinelli, Balogun, 
Like, why would you do that? No. I, I can't stand the name of Lacazette today. Let's just move on. We are running out of time, but I think this is a good, good place to stop. This has been a good discussion. Um, thank you, Stephen and Stephen, for joining us today. Um, uh, my only final word is North London is red. Um, it means nothing. Someone laughed at me. They said we're still tense, but hey, it's all good. Hey, uh, I feel you. I feel. Can I just quickly say that kudos for the week only is uh, Kelechi Hanacho because he got oh, yeah. a Patrick. premiership hat trick. I'm so happy for him because he was almost getting that reputation of striker that never scored. I love it for him. That's all. Okay. All our addresses are at the end. Thank you for having us. See you next time.